Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast. A Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 16. This is Belle. Ashley. And Nate. And today you get the three of us because Emily is busy packing for her move and Haley, unfortunately, is under the weather. So tweet her and tell her to feel better. Poor Haley. We miss them. Poor Haley. You know. Smith. We had all five of us last week, at least. <laughs> that was nice. But, you know, you should love us enough to be okay with the three of us. Hopefully. Hopefully. Maybe. Hopefully. I think we're pretty cool. I also wanted to apologize to anybody who had to suffer through my bad audio quality last week. I am well aware there was something going on with my computer. Uh, hopefully it's a lot better this week. I know a couple of people tweeted us saying that it sounded like I was in a tunnel. Well, maybe you were. <laughs> I don't think I, mean, I was. <laughs> well, you live in Chicago. Yeah. There's lots of tunnels in Chicago. You could have been in like a, you could have been in like a vortex wormhole. Maybe that's what it was. And not even known it. Yeah. And not even known it. I'm sorry, that was a sci-fi geek moment. <laughs> you know, it had to happen. My sci-fi geek side just came out to play a little bit, but we'll stuff it back in the box for now. Hopefully this week I sound much better. I do, yeah. actually. You're really clear. Good. So we wanted to remind you guys that um, if you are like going to the iTunes and downloading each episode as we put them out, if you just hit subscribe on the iTunes page then you never have to do that because every time that we publish a new episode, it automatically downloads for you. So it just makes it easier for you. And then a little notice comes up saying, oh, there's a new episode waiting for you. Waiting for you. So that just makes your, your life a lot easier if you subscribe, if you want to listen to us, which we hope you do. Is it bad that I still get excited when our new episodes pop up, even though I've obviously already heard them? <laughs> <laughs> I listen to them every oh, week. I always again. listen to the, our episodes. I'm, yeah, I I'm get like really like excited. That. I feel like I'm a fan of the show instead of a host. <laughs> well, we are. We're both. We're yeah. hosts and fans of our own show, which is okay, I think. I mean... I'll listen to our episodes when I'm, like, on the bus or train, like, on my way to work or something, and then half the time I'll just be sitting there, like, cracking up, and people give me strange looks. <laughs> well, see, I just hurt you guys so much that I love reliving my conversations with you. Oh, that was sweet. Yes, hand heart moment. So, a uh, second reminder, we wanted to remind you guys that we now have a store, and we're going to be adding a few more things to it within the next week or two here. Um, basically it's just a bunch of different things like t-shirts and, um, like cinch bags and, um, wall decals and stickers and stuff with like different witty Taylor related sayings on them and stuff. Um, so, um, making any purchase at the store just helps us to keep the show running. So, um, that's a good way for you guys to support the show and get some cool, unique Taylor merch. So you guys should check that out. It's at cafepress.com slash swiftcast stuff. So, yeah, go check it out if you want to, because I think we have some cool stuff and more is on its way. Yes. So this past weekend, July 26th and 27th, Friday and Saturday, Taylor was in Foxborough, which nobody apparently knows how to spell, <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, there was some debate going on. If they, she had two sold-out shows at Gillette Stadium, and for the Friday show, the wildcard song was Should Have Said No, which is now the third time that we've heard this on the Red Tour. And then the next night, July 27th, the wild card song was Fearless, which I think is the second time she's played that. And then, really exciting for the Saturday show, she brought out Carly Simon as a special guest, and they sang You're So Vain. Um, just so everybody knows, I've been miraculously resurrected because I died last night watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good performance. But seriously, it was amazing. I'm so jealous of anybody that got to see it live because that was, oh my gosh, Taylor's sass and just her interaction with Carly Simon and everything was just, <laughs> it was perfect. It she was, was so perfect. funny. She was hilarious. <laughs> I really wonder, because I know and like that song and have for a long time, but I wonder like what percentage of the people in the audience actually knew the song. 
I like I personally would feel amazed that people wouldn't know it because that is literally one of my five all-time favorite songs and has been for years and I would just be like I know it's old but it's like one of those old timeless songs like I mean if it, it would be it's just as shocking to me as if like the audience didn't know Hotel California which is another <laughs> one of my all-time five favorite songs yeah like, it's I know really it's like cool. old but it's like it doesn't matter how old it is it's still played on radio it's, it's still like it's timeless it's legendary and so is you're so vain it's probably really cool for like the chaperone dads in the audience too who maybe don't like yeah. some of Taylor's music. They can kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. jam out. That was kind of cool. Well, it's cool because even when, like, I'm speaking out when she brought out James Taylor, you know, that's not necessarily an artist that her fans probably listen to on a regular basis, but, like, everyone's still so supportive and into it because they can tell that she's really excited about collaborating with them. That's very true. That one I did get to see live in New York, and that was... You did? I was bawling oh my, my eyes out. Oh, yeah. I was at the last two New York shows um, at the Speak Now tour, and... I was literally bawling my eyes out watching that performance, like her and James, just the way she was fangirling so hard. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my god, I it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. And that was the first time that she actually told the story that she was named after James Taylor, was when she brought him out to introduce him. I really hope we get a special guest in Chicago. I have no idea who or what that could be. I just, like, would love that. Well, I'm sure there's going to be some in Nashville, which will all be at. Is Chicago the last stadium show? I, I think it might think be. It Soldier is. Field. I think um, it is. Because in Minneapolis, uh, the St. Paul shows are at the XL Center, and that's a small venue. Right. Kind of smaller venue. And the LA shows, Staples Center. Staples Center. Staples Center. Everywhere on the West Coast, I think, is an arena. Tacoma Dome? Is that an arena? Uh, uh, that's a, that's a, um, an arena, yeah. Well, if we are the last stadium show, hopefully it'll go out with a bang. Definitely. Because one song that she sound-checked a while ago, but the performance has yet to happen, was Demi Lovato, Heart Attack. But I know mm -hmm. that Demi got her tonsils out like a week or two ago, so I don't know if that's happening still. I remember everyone was freaking out when they, that was sound-checked. <laughs> People are still like freaking out about that. I could see I know, that one right? happening in L.A., but I would love for it to happen in Chicago. I'm disappointed because I really wanted to go to the L.A. shows, but I don't think I'll be able to make it this year. I went to all of them last tour sad face there's usually there was there's always really good special guests at those shows i think last year we got um Nicki minaj how do you still have hearing after being there for justin bieber <laughs> <laughs> i almost lost my hearing just watching the youtube video of that i um i don't i don't even know what to say right now <laughs> i i everybody else might have been screaming but i was just like okay because i'm not a justin bieber fan <laughs> So I was just, that, that wasn't my, I was freaking out though when she brought out Nicki Minaj and did Super Bass because I yeah. love Super Bass. And then she had Hot yeah. Shell Ray, one of the nights. Oh, that was amazing too. That was amazing too. And then uh, didn't she have Jason Mraz? Oh, and she had Katy Perry during the Fearless Tour and they did, um, I was also at the LA shows on the Fearless Tour and she had Katy Perry and they did Hot and Cold and that was really cool. Yeah, I remember that. That was awesome. Anyway, it'll a little be off track. exciting to see what... <laughs> these shows bring just a bit. <laughs> Definitely. well everyone keep your ears open for anything that taylor is sound checking these next couple weeks and maybe it'll give us some hints i do have one bone to pick with gillette what is that so remember our fan project that we've been talking about the past couple of weeks hearts for ronin yeah what how that? some fans were trying you know i mean and it was a completely non like non-harmful project they were just bringing in a bunch of paper hearts to give to a bunch of people they wanted like as many fans as possible in the entire stadium to hold them up when taylor sang all too well harmless right mm -hmm. you're not disrupting the show you know yeah i mean That's people really bring signs idea. and whatever and security literally first of all would not let the people running the project bring in like boxes of you know paper hearts and they and then so they were handing them out outside of the arena and they were like literally taking them away from people oh they're pieces of paper. And they're pieces of paper. And then several other people that were at the show were just saying that security in general was just really rude at that particular arena and things like that. And, like, really? Like, I understand, like, certain, you know, having certain precautions for uh, the obvious safety of Taylor and the crew. I understand that. But I have no idea why you would take away paper hearts from people. That doesn't make much sense to me like, either. That's such a really I good project. I cannot think of a logic in that at all. Like, that is ridiculous to me. Sometimes those security people just go on power trips for no apparent reason. 
literally no apparent reason. Like, I can't think of any reason why they would look at, like, a person with paper heart and be like, oh, that could be disruptive or, oh, that could be dangerous. Like, what are they going to do? Give each other paper cuts? <laughs> when we went to can... the stadium in Detroit, there was a lady screaming at us outside of the entrance that we couldn't bring in, like, the Taylor drawstring backpack. Which is like the oh. smallest possible bag and was well within the size limits. And we knew she was wrong, so we just went to a different door and they let us in. So I feel like sometimes <laughs> they don't even know what their rules even are. Maybe, but I just, like I said, I've just heard like a lot of people or a, that I know that were at Gillette said that the security in general is just really rude. And then these poor people that, you know, worked so hard to, you know, do this project. Really and did. it's not just a project, it was actually a really meaningful thing they wanted to do for Taylor, you know? Like, show her that, like, her support for Ronan has inspired them to support, you know, Maya and the Ronan Thompson Foundation. And, you know, that he's just, like, remembered. Like, to, like that was one of my favorite fan projects because it was really meaningful and touching. And it's just really sad that it didn't work out that way because people wouldn't let other people bring in paper parts. The only thing I can think of that so, maybe they wouldn't, a reason why they wouldn't let people bring them in is because if people just, like, leave them on the floor or something, kind of kind of make a mess, but... There's so many things people leave on the floor anyway that... Okay, there's confetti all over the exactly. floor. Exactly, it's like... <laughs> and that's the best yeah, thing I, I could come up with, so... Exactly, like, right. So... People, so basically, Gillette Security, we are calling you out. We are ashamed of you. Go sit down. <laughs> anyway, we have one more thing to talk about with these shows, right? Yeah, and I'm very confused and slightly angry about this. So, the past few shows, Taylor has been skipping Stay, Stay, Stay. And supposedly she told a fan that she feels like the show is better without it, which I don't know if I believe because I don't think that makes any sense. First of all, Taylor, we love you, but we love that performance. It is hilarious. It is amazing. You and Amos are funny. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the mix up, the mix with Ho Hey is great. Like there is that performance could not be any more perfect. No, it couldn't. Like I can't. Like I mean, I don't know if that's true or not, but like what, what you know what I heard you said, but. I mean, I understand skipping it in, like, the situations where, like, you know, they started two hours late in Philly because of the rain. You mm. have to cut out some stuff, you know? I understand that, but, like, I, I can't find... I don't know. Like, I hope that she doesn't permanently leave that out because I love that performance. It's such a nice, like, fan-interacting performance, too. Really. It is. It's so fun. She's going to have fans, like, protesting if she doesn't bring <laughs> it back. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? I mean, people already If she doesn't are. bring it back, I'm coming to the Nashville shows... With, like, I'm making everybody, you guys, with me, and I'm making all shirts that say, stay, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> I'll find something. Why didn't stay, 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 stay? Uh. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> I think she'll bring it back. I No, it's perfect. If there's seven of us, why didn't stay, 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 question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, in the Saturday show, I can see maybe because... Because she had a special guest and because, like, the trip to the B stage and back takes a little bit longer. She wanted to shorten it. But I really hope she brings it back. Her next few shows are arena shows. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Here's hoping. So the next show is August 1st in Des Moines, Iowa. And then the next shows after that are August 2nd and 3rd in Kansas City. So if you're going, um, have a great time and hopefully you'll get some awesome B-stage songs that we can report on next week. This is going to be random, and I'm sorry, but why is Kansas City in Montana and not Kansas? That's really confusing. It's Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. <laughs> oh. Oops. Okay, well, it's still not Kansas. <laughs> there is also a Kansas City, Kansas, though, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, like, how confusing is that? Like, you'd have to, like, specify what state you, like, I don't, I, it, the whole thing is just confusing, and I don't like it. I feel like it's 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 a betrayal of I have no idea what I'm saying, but I'm just okay, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> I'm entitled to my opinion about whoever named these cities, and they did it just to tick people off. Let's just move on to keeping up with Swift. Teen Choice Awards are coming up. Uh, we've been talking about them for a while, um, and actually, they're they're not too far away now. They're um, it, they air on August 11th, which um, yeah, it's about like uh, just under two weeks away. So, so yeah, if you haven't been voting, like you're allowed to vote every single day. So, um, between now and August 11th, just do it like once a day. Taylor is nominated for seven different categories. Um, she's nominated for Choice Female Artist, Choice Country Artist, Choice Smile, Choice Country Song for We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, 
Choice Single Female Artist for I Knew You Were Trouble, and Choice Breakup Song for We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And actually, she was just nominated for a new category, um, Choice Summer Tour. So Is that even a question that she needs to win? I mean, seriously, seven awards. That's awesome. And not only that, but the awards are surfboards, which could probably easily be turned into paddleboards. Ooh, good point. <laughs> if she doesn't win Choice Summer Tour, there is something wrong with the world. There's something really wrong. If she doesn't win a choice summer too, where I'm moving out of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Australia so I can watch her shows. I'm moving there. to Australia. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> All right. Just remember that you need to be uh, a teen to vote um, to vote for the Teen Choice Awards. Obviously. Um, so, uh, like I said, you can vote once a day. All you have to do is log on to uh, www.teenchoiceawards.com, and you're good to go. Register and vote. So, speaking of voting. You should also be voting constantly for the VMA Awards. Definitely. Because Taylor's nominated for two, and she promised to hold on to the mic this time if she wins. <laughs> so she is uh, nominated for Video of the Year and Best Female Video, and they're both for I Knew You Were Trouble. So, you know, uh, hopefully her, and maybe she'll bring along the goat as her guest special guest. Maybe. I hope. I just thought. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it happens. And uh, so, you guys, guess what? Not only is it fan voted, but it's unlimited fan voting. So, you get to vote as many times as you want. And to do that, it's at www.mtv.com slash ontv slash vma slash. So, yeah, I know that's a little bit complicated, but A, it's on our website. It's all over our Twitter. It's all over every Swifties Twitter, we promise. We have a little bit more to talk about that uh, later in our discussion, actually, because uh, Taylor has been retweeting fans that are voting for her. So, we're going to discuss that a little bit more later. Um... Yeah, so stay tuned for more on the voting thing. But for now, go vote your butt off. So one story that has been in the news a lot lately, which is awesome um, because it shows how generous Taylor is, which we don't always get to hear about in the news all the time. She went to an Italian restaurant for dinner in Philadelphia after her concert. It's called Ralph's Italian Restaurant. And she went with several members of her crew along with Austin Mahone and Ed Sheeran after the show. And they all had dinner. And she went and took a bunch of pictures with the restaurant staff, and she gave one of the chefs two concert tickets so he could bring his son to her show. And then their bill ended up being about $800, and on top of that, she left a $500 tip. That was really nice of her. Okay, so now I'm going to be a waitress just so I can wait on Taylor and get a $500 tip, (laughs) and I'm totally kidding. No, it's in all seriousness. Like, I'm really glad that that that's a story, because... Not that she does anything like that for recognition, because she's a really generous person in general, and she doesn't do it for attention. She does it because she's a nice person. But at the same time, like, usually when she's in the media, it's just made-up rumors, or just people being, you know, outright mean to her. And I'm really glad that, like, she got recognized for something good that she does out of the goodness of her heart, you know? I mean, even with how much they were spending, that's still, like, over a 50% tip. Yeah, it is, and that's just really, really sweet of her. So I'm sure the restaurant really appreciated it. I mean, first you get to wait on Taylor, and then you get $500. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, that's a <laughs> good a day for like... whoever. <laughs> <laughs> and in case anyone was curious, she ordered the chicken parmesan. Good choice. Chicken parmesan is good. <laughs> she has pretty much great taste in everything. I still crack up whenever she's like, at the end of my show, I just want a cheeseburger and a yes, I will supersize that <laughs> So, um, yeah, that source from that article is at um, www.businessinsider.com if you guys are, anybody wants to go, like, read it more in detail. That's just one of millions of examples of, you know, Taylor just doing nice things because she's a nice person. And I like that she is actually getting recognition for being a nice person instead of people making up that she has 20 boyfriends. Yeah, it's a nice, refreshing change. It is. I just, I feel bad for how much media rags on her when she is just a nice person like that i can you know obviously i would never understand anything from her level but i understand how frustrating it is to be the last to know something that's supposedly true about yourself like and it's it you know it is kind of hurtful and i just sometimes i read certain things and i just i'm like my heart just hurts for her i'm like she doesn't deserve that and so when i read something like this it just it gives me the opposite feeling and i'm like oh good and it makes me happy exactly warm fuzzies Warm fuzzies. So uh, now we have a word from our awesome new affiliate, Jamie, from TaylorSwift's Closet.com, who's going to give us some Taylor fashion updates. 
Hey guys, this is Jamie from taylorsclothescloset.com with your weekly fashion update. And this is going to be a continuation of last week's episode where I talk about the Red Tour wardrobe. And if you need a little bit of a refresher, you can go back to Swiftcast's 15th episode where I made my debut and discussed Taylor's opener outfit up until her B-stage outfit on the Red Tour. And that leaves us today to start with her next costume, which is for a New Year Trouble. And as you may have already known, this number has two different costumes and is the only quick change the audience actually gets to see on stage. So the first costume she comes out in is a white bridal gown from Alexander McQueen. And Taylor had it customized with gold bodice inserts and sleeves so that you can't see the second costume underneath of it when she's performing. And obviously she also had it customized with some kind of Velcro in the back for when her dancers rip it off during the middle of the song. And when they do, it reveals the second costume, which is the custom-made Marina Toybina black bodysuit. And this consists of shorts, a, connect, a connected bustier top, and lace sleeves all em- embroidered in this really intricate gold design. And I personally really like this outfit, even though it's probably her most controversial. I mean, it's edgy and revealing compared to Taylor's usual outfits, but I don't think it's overly sexy like some of the critics argue, but that's just my own personal opinion. The next outfit is for All Too Well, and I don't even really like to call it a costume change since she's still wearing the bodysuit for My New Year Trouble, but she attaches this long, roughly black evening skirt that was also made by Marina Toybiena, and it creates this long train that comes out from the red piano in the number. And I think it was mainly added to make her look more elegant and less vengeful for such a slow song like All Too Well, where she's sitting the entire time. All three of these outfits, she wore these really killer knee-high lace-up boots that were custom-made by LaDuca and had sparkly heels. And the eighth Red Tour outfit is for a love story, and she wore this really long, romantic, feminine ivory gown from J. Mendel's Spring 2011 collection. I love the flowiness of this dress, and I think it fits perfectly with the song, and it's really the only costume on this tour that didn't surprise me. I could picture her wearing this gown even on the Speak Now tour or on the Fearless tour. It's just a gorgeous, predictable tailored dress, which I don't condone as a bad thing because it just shows that her style will never completely change, and we're always going to have a little classic tailor thrown in the mix. Next, we have the treacherous outfit, which is one of my favorites. It's very ballerina-like, and we even see Taylor dance a little, which is new. The black leotard was designed by Marina Toybina, and the white tulle skirt is from Machino Resort 2012 collection. And Taylor decided to be very whimsical, and she went barefoot for both this song and love story. And then finally, we get to the big finale of We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. And this costume was designed by, yet again, Marina Toybina, who said she got her inspiration for this look from circuses and freak shows. And you can see the resemblance with Taylor's red sequined ringmaster-like jacket and the big cutout top hat. And she wore this with LaDuca's easy boots that were modified with red heels. And I thought this was a really great choice for the closer outfit. You know, it was unexpected, unique, but still upbeat and really entertaining. And that is it for the entire Red Tour wardrobe from start to finish. The Red Tour had the most costume changes ever out of all of Taylor's tours with a total of 11. And I was lucky enough to see them all live back in March when I went to go see the concert, and pictures don't really do these costumes justice. I highly recommend going if you've got the chance. Um, But unfortunately, none of the items I mentioned today are available for you to purchase since they were all all custom made. But I thought it was important to discuss the Red Tour wardrobe, and I'll be positive to include outfits you guys can buy in my future segments. And you can also check out my website for Hunts of Taylor's Clothing and where you can buy them. We're also towards the end of our Tumblr giveaway of the heart sunglasses from 22. So if you want to jump on that before it's too late. This is Jamie from TaylorSwiftsCloset.com reporting for SwiftCast. Thanks for that update and we will see Jamie next week. And guess what it's time for now? Mini segments. Mini segments. Mini segments. Woohoo! I'm always excited for mini segments. Nate, why don't you kick off our awesome mini segments? All right, so our first one 
comes from uh, Kayla underscore Schaefer on Twitter. Um, and she says, it feels like the perfect night to watch the Fearless and Speak Now tour DVDs. Oh, I love watching them, but whenever I do, I get so nostalgic. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I miss the Fearless tour. I love that it's on Netflix, though. Is it really? That's awesome. The, uh, the, speak, the speak Now one isn't yet, but the Fearless one is. Oh, that's cool. Fearless, I'm going to check that, that out. Makes, that makes me a very happy panda. Our next one comes from CheekySwift13 on Twitter. My friends don't understand my fangirling. Swifty problems. Well, then you should get new friends. <laughs> Teach them how to fangirl. <laughs> right. Our next one is a Swifty bucket list item or list of items from Tay Swifty Fan 13 on Taylor Connect. And some of her Taylor bucket list things are meeting Taylor, meeting Taylor's mom, going to her concerts, being able to play her songs on a guitar and piano, adding more Taylor merchandise to my collection, and visiting Nashville. That's a pretty well-rounded list. Yeah. Yeah. I can dig that. Alright, our next one comes from TSwiftFan98 on Taylor Connect, um, and their bucket list, um, she says, well, of course I want to meet Taylor Swift. I mean, you know, who doesn't? But uh, some of her other ones are getting Taylor's autograph, getting into Club Red, um, make a Twitter account, um, and have Taylor retweet something that I tweeted about. Can I add my own Swifty bucket list item? Go for it. I it. really want to get her hat. Yes, yes. I want her hat too. So much. Not only because it's just her hat, but because she signs it hilariously. Oh, hi. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I want that. I know. I feel like that's like, ugh, I hope she does something like that again on, on her future tour, because the chance of me getting it in my remaining shows is very slim. Yeah. Oh, me. <laughs> Our next Taylor, or our next Swifty bucket list item comes from Alex Mitchie X thirteen on Taylor Connect. Win a contest to meet Taylor and be in the pit for one of her concerts. Being in pit is so worth it. If anyone ever has a chance to be in pit, definitely go for it. Do it, do it. It's so fun. Our next one is from Forever Always a Swifty thirteen on Taylor Connect, and they said not enough space for Wonderstruck and all the Taylor CDs in your suitcase for holiday. I have my iPod, but not enough space for that either. Bad situation. Problems. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Our next one is from Nate, and it's a Swifty bucket list item. <laughs> Hi, Nate. Hey. <laughs> and Nate wants to have, get a tweet, a tweet from Grant and be at a show where a special guest comes out. I do. Both well, of those. Well, see, Nate, since we're dragging you to Nashville, the chances of that one happening are pretty likely. I hope so. I really hope so. And Grant, I'm going to get your tweet one day. Yeah, as far as getting a tweet from Grant, my suggestion is just tweet him something about his hair, his pants, or I notice he uh, responds to really like random things. That's I think that's all I gotta or do. Or ask him like some sort of really dumb question and you'll get a sarcastic <laughs> response. <laughs> oh my god, sarcastic Grant is amazing. Somebody tweeted this was really hilarious to me. Have you ever smelled Taylor's hair? And she said, Have you ever asked a question that wasn't creepy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally remember that. <laughs> yes, I sniff her hair oh. daily. I love Grant tweets. Somebody asked oh him God. yesterday, How do I get past like a certain level on Candy Crush? And he said, Delete the game and move on with your life. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yes, I agree with him. I cannot stand the Candy Crush epidemic. I like the one a few days ago. It was like, how much red lipstick does Taylor go through in a week? And he goes, I play guitar. <laughs> right? He's like, I play guitar. <laughs> I'm not in charge of her makeup bag. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So our next submission comes from R is the quad bell from Twitter. And they say, it feels like a perfect night to think of Tay. Vote for Tay. Rinse and repeat. That was a good one. <laughs> you know what that totally reminds me of? What? Did you guys ever watch Lizzie McGuire? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Okay, that reminds me of Ethan when somebody was like, how do you get your hair so perfect? And he's like, I have a secret. You know on the bottle of the shampoo where it says lather, rinse, repeat? I don't repeat. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that tweet just reminds me of that. I don't <laughs> remember that specific quote from the show, but he was like my favorite character ever. <laughs> oh, God, I love Ethan. So anyways, um, you guys have been really, really, really awesome with sending us mini-segment stuff. So much so that we've had to, like, archive some of it. So if you've submitted stuff, like, I know a ton of you submitted stuff for Swifty Bucket List that we haven't had a chance to read yet. 
Um, if we haven't read it yet, we're going to read it. We have it archived and like prepared for future episodes. So we promise we're not like throwing your stuff away or anything. Uh, if you submitted it, it's going to get read eventually. We promise. We promise. And by the way, that's incredibly cool that we have to archive stuff from you guys. Like, definitely. Like, continue. I mean, don't, and don't be shy. Just like con- continue to send us more stuff just because we have that, that issue. Like, by all means, keep sending us stuff. We love having it. We love that you guys are like, you know, participating and sending us stuff that actually puts us in very happy places. The limit does not exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. We're incorporating a lot of random quotes today. Today is just quote hilarious movies day and TV shows and everything else we can think of. Today's just, we're all we're all in very special moods today. <laughs> I mean, I am very witty and very opinionated. Mostly just opinionated. The wit is kind of minimal, but opinionated. Speaking of opinionated things, (laughs) let's get on to our main discussion. So we talked a little bit about this last week, but we wanted to expand on it further. Uh, This is a new trend that's been happening is Taylor really wants to win the VMA. So she's been retweeting fans who have been tweeting that they vote for her and sort of just like getting everyone riled up to, you know, encourage more voting. So, what do you guys think about that? Um, like, I, I sort of have, like, two different opinions on it. My first opinion is, from a business perspective, I think it's incredibly smart. But, like, personally, I don't like being manipulated. Like, I know that that's gonna make, like, people are gonna be like, I'll get over it, and I know that, but I just feel like I'm voting for Taylor all the time because I think she deserves to win. I love her I knew you were Trouble video. I know it would mean a lot to her to win VMAs, and so I'm, like, voting as much as I possibly can whenever I'm on the computer and even on my phone sometimes, you know, for her to get this award. But like, I think I see so many people on my timeline that I don't think would have ever been like posting, oh, go vote for Taylor if it hadn't been for people, you know, for her her account retweeting people and they're just doing it just to get a retweet. So like, I know that's actually the entire purpose of why she, you know, why that, why that's happening is, you know, it's just encouraging people to vote. I just personally feel like I don't know, it just kind of irks me a little bit, but I'm weird. Do you think that, like, I mean, this is hard to speculate, you know, because not every show takes fan voting as the only thing determining the winner, but do you think she felt, like, kind of let down by, like, Entertainer of the Year or any of those Hmm. that we didn't win for her? See? I mean, it's possible because, you know, she always takes everything with an incredible amount of grace, but at the same time, like, if you're up for any award, of course you want to win it. And especially when it's a fan-voted award, like, it means that much more to win it, because it's it means that other people went out of their way to help you get it. And that's, So it's like, I, I don't know how she feels about not getting those awards, and I'm sure, like, she, you know, probably tries to tell herself, hey, I can't win everything, and, you know, I'm sure she does that, but at the same time, like, she is a human being, and all of us would be slightly disappointed if we didn't win something like that, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, how... It's not like we've never been in a, in a similar position, not with award shows, but, like, think about when you enter a contest and win a meet and greet and you don't get it. Are you not a little disappointed? Of course. Sure. You know, things like that. Like, we've all entered some kind of contest in some point, of our li- some point in our lives where it's like, you know, we're all going to be slightly disappointed if we don't win, you know? Like, it's not like we can't relate at all to, like, that, that notion, even though it's a whole different situation. Like, so, I mean, maybe... And, you know, another thing is, like... Obviously, the the thing that happened, you know, in 2009 affected her. Like, she has a picture of it in her condo with a, a, a tag that's on it that says, um, what is it? Uh, Life is full of little interruptions. You know, a picture of her in Kanye. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I just feel like she obviously has a lot of, you know, obviously affected her at that point in her life. And I think now, like, she's grown up to the point where she would have handled that a lot differently, but she was 19 and she handled it, she, you know, she was intimidated. Like, she just walked off the stage. She didn't know what to do, you know? And so I think, like, I mean, I'm not her, obviously, but, like, if I was in those shoes, I think it would, you know, when I was nominated again years later for VMAs, I feel like it would mean a lot to me personally to win awards like that because it would just be sort of like a, I don't know, like a a sign of, I'm trying to think of a way to say it, like, a proof that I've moved on. I don't know. Like, I, I, know that, I don't think I'm wording it right, but I know what I'm trying to say. Like, I think it would mean a lot to her to... Basically, I just think it would mean a lot to her to win those awards. And since they are fan-voted, you know, there's also that to factor in. That, you know, if she wins them, it's because we love the videos and we, you know, went out of our way to make her, you know, to get her to win. And I think that would mean a lot to her as well. We all know that the fan-voted awards are her favorite awards for that exact reason. Um, 
so here's another point. Um, well, um, I think it's fair game, like just in general that, that she does that. Um, I think it's good for, well, for the fans anyway. I mean, they, you know, get a chance at, uh, retweeting, you know, getting a retweet or whatever. I think it's kind of cool. Um, and they, it kind of shows Swifties that Taylor does go on Twitter and, you know, she reads her tweets and, you know, things like that. So, uh, from that perspective, it's pretty cool. Um, from like a business standpoint, like you were kind of saying, like, it's, it's very smart. Like really it, it, everyone on Twitter, I mean, my timeline just blew up, like everyone's voting. So, um, um, but another thing like, um, is that the actual awards ceremonies, they have their own, like a stipulation in, in their contracts, like a disclaimer that says, um, like for any reason that they believe that, you know, in their own sole discretion, uh, to be reasonably necessary, they are allowed to pull the plug on anyone who wins and award it to somebody else. So a lot of times they do that, um, if they don't feel that the artist would like be deserving of the award or if they feel someone is more deserving, I guess, than the other one, even though, uh, the fans voted for them and, you know, shot them to the top. So for Taylor to kind of broadcast so much that she wants the VMAs, like, and that, um, you know, her fans are out there voting and, uh, it kind of shows the VMAs maybe if she does win, not to pull the plug on her and give her the award anyway. So that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And I, I have, you know, especially after the upset with the, a, uh, with the ACMs, the ACMs right. you know, and, and it was all like revealed, you know, somebody was posting like, you know, a close-up view of the st- of the written stipulation that fan voting can be overridden. That is definitely an issue of concern because, like, when you are voting for a fan-voted award, you are under the assumption that it is a fan-voted award. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Why would people be voting if if we felt like our vote didn't really count? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then to find out that our vote technically really doesn't count it, with ACMs, like that, really upset me. I thought that yeah, was just it did. kind of like, Same with me. well, then why are you calling it a fan-voted award if it's not if if you can decide to override it because whatever you know you know i'm not sure why the acms you know for sure what happened or why they did anything but i don't think the vmas would do this i hope not i don't think they would either i mean i think even if it wasn't fan voted taylor would have a really 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 good chance of winning that award anyway Mm -hmm. i think that i knew you were trouble was like so popular across so many different almost genres and Mm -hmm. like so many people like, celebrities even, you know, love the song. Like, and so many people that didn't even usually listen to Taylor got into the song that, I mean, I think they would be fully supportive of her winning, whether it was through the fan voting or through their own choosing. That's actually an excellent point that I agree with. I think, like, if you take away all of that other stuff, if you take away fan voting and whether it does or doesn't count, and you take away all that stuff and you look at what she is nominated for... That is a stellar song and a stellar video. It really and, is. And Ashley's right. It does completely, like, overtake any genre preference or anything else. Like, it is over the board a song that has crossed borders and broken barriers. Like, that song. And and then if you look at the video itself, like, the, the directing was brilliant and beautiful. And Taylor and everybody in the video did an amazing job. Taylor and Reeve Carney. The cinematography is very emotionally bracing. <laughs> I mean, everything about it is just stellar. And so if you take away all the other details and all the other, you know, piles of whatever, like, and you just look at the straight up facts, I can't see that not winning. I can Or not deserving agree. to win. Mm-hmm. Especially with the people she's up against. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, so I mean, I really hope to see her win, not just because it's, you know, whether or not it's a fan voted award, not because of anything else, but because I really believe that what she has nominated for deserves to win. Moving on to a related but other hot trend right now, one of the things we've been seeing a lot of during the Red Tour is these click contests where a radio station will have on their website where you enter and they give you a custom link and then you get as many people as possible to click on your link and supposedly it's limited to one per person per day. And then at the end, the person with the most clicks wins passes to meet Taylor. There have been a lot of issues surrounding this. Oh, yeah. I tried with that, with uh, Q102 for Philly. So I tried so well. Newark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's here's where I'm going to start with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, spells at it again. <laughs> um, first of all, I understand where the concept came from, but if you look at it this way, like, 
I want to say that there was a controversy with somebody that originally won in Newark and then it got disqualified. It had to do with like, it was like a, I think it was a One Direction fan or something. And I don't remember the details of the whole situation, but the idea of a radio contest, like, I mean, okay, here's how radio contests used to happen, right? If you're caller number nine, you win the meet and greets. So no matter, so if you were a fan, you would have to, you would have to listen to the radio to find out when they were going to do the contest, whether it's seven in the morning or whatever, right? You would have to get up and be listening to the radio, waiting for them to tell you to call, and then trying to be caller number nine. So whether you were a fan that had, you know, a huge online presence because you're just, you know, have a lot of social networking sites, or whether you're a fan that really never gets on the computer, if you were willing to get up and try to win that contest, you could. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. basically had more or less an equal chance if you were willing, if you actually like got out of bed and, you know. Right. And they do still have a lot of those contests that go on. They, Yeah, they do. They do. And I'm not, I'm not saying those are like extinct or anything, but I'm saying like to me, those are like completely fair game, you know, because I mean, no matter how internet popular you are or mm-hmm. not, if you're willing to get up and do those contests, you know, you everybody has basically an equal shot. However, I think these click contests, like, if you have 100,000 followers on Twitter, you're obviously, you have a way better chance of winning than somebody with 100 followers. However, the problem with that is, what if you're not even really a Taylor fan? I'm sure you'd like to meet her, but, you know, you're not really that big of a fan. And you just post your link, like, maybe once a day. Oh, hey, guys, you know, you have 100,000 followers on your Twitter, you know, because maybe you're, like, a Bieber fan or something. And they have, well, uh, but Bieber fans have tons of followers. It's weird, but they do. Anyway. Um, I don't know, it's just something I've noticed. You know, you post, like, I'm not saying anything against Bieber fans. Don't, don't, please don't cane me. I'm just saying you guys have a lot of followers. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely they do. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they just, uh, those fans have tons of followers. And if they post a link, you know, saying once a day, being like, hey, vote for me, mm-hmm. they could win that contest. But what if somebody is just, has a hundred followers on Twitter, but they are, like, trying so hard to get everybody to click their link, they're not even going to come close. Right. And I feel like part of the controversy that I've heard, and I don't, remember if I even heard the details or not, is that some people that are winning these contests aren't even really big Taylor fans. Right. They just mm-hmm. happen to have a lot more reach. Right, exactly. Well, that and, and I mean, there have been a variety of, dif- of different ways people have cheated. Like, for example, that's also an issue. disguising their link as something else to trick people into clicking on it. I'll see that all the time. Like, oh, hey, great picture of Taylor and Ed. And then, like, I see that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. There's that. And then there's also um, the use of proxies. Oh, right. Proxies, spotting. Another problem. And mm-hmm. I think that most of the website, most of those, uh, most of the radio stations have, like, figured that out. And, like, right. you know, but still, like, you, you don't or know. So they like, say. People, right. people that are really, yeah, so they say. People that are computer smart can figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you figured something like that out, you could sit, sit there by yourself for four hours a day and get an insane amount of votes for yourself by, you know, right, by exactly. cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to, you know catch everybody doing everything that they can possibly do in the hacker world you know i just think that there's so many different ways to run contests now i mean with the internet and everything there's so many different options that these kind of contests are just the stations being lazy almost yeah i can see that i just i just think that there's just way too many ways that click contests can go wrong i think that like you know whether it's cheating or the winner not even really being like appreciative of the prize or whatever else. Like, I just feel like it's, I just don't, I just don't personally think they're a very good idea. I just think that they're not really fair. Well, let's talk about what happened for the Boston contest. Oh, Mm. Oh boy. (laughs) If you haven't gotten angry enough already. (laughs) Um, So another station in Boston, like for the Foxborough shows, was doing this contest just recently. And some guy who I guess was like in his like mid to late 30s, which I know a lot of legit Taylor fans who are totally normal around that age. So that's the age is not the Mm -hmm. problem. Right. The problem is this guy's friend started a campaign on the forum site 4chan saying, my friend is a creepy old man who wants to meet Taylor and, like, sniff her hair or something like that. And it, like, went viral. I don't know if he ended up getting the most votes, but I know he got a whole ton, and then they ended up canceling the contest. Yeah, I heard he did end up getting first place. He probably did, because it was just so widely publicized. Right. Sort of just like how, remember when the campus contest was going on and there was that thing with the school for the deaf? Oh, right. So in that situation, I mean, I don't know who this person was, but, like, 
again, sort of like gathering attention in a not really fair way. And then all the other fans just don't stand a chance. Right. That's frustrating to the people who really want the, the meet and greets too, who could like legitimately appreciate winning the, you know, winning the prize. So, I mean, maybe this person was really a fan who really did want the meet and greet, but by his friend, like sort of like mm-hmm. putting that campaign out there, then all the people voting are people wanting to creep out Taylor, not mm-hmm. wanting a fan to meet her. So the whole, I was just going to say, like, I don't understand how, like, by saying that somebody is a creepy old man who wants to meet Taylor, how are you... Like, I'm sorry, but if someone said, hey, go vote for this person to win to meet and greets because he's a creepy old guy, I'd be like, no, that's okay. I think I'll pass. <laughs> well, well, the online community like, is, is kind of... Uh, creepy? Twisted, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's something they would definitely laugh at. Especially, like, Taylor, who's yeah, the object of a lot of wouldn't necessarily be a great campaign to get me to vote. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. So... So in that situation, no fan ended up with the opportunity. I feel for those people who legitimately wanted to to win that contest, too. Yeah. It's a shame. Well, I kind of hope that these stations have learned that these things don't work out too well, and maybe next tour they'll come up with some better ideas. Yeah, I hope so. I just, I mean, like you said, there's so many different ways they can run contests nowadays. And I just think that they should stick to things where everyone kind of is on equal ground i've always been fans of contests where you actually have to like show up to a certain location to enter a drawing because then you get the people who actually made the effort to go all the way there who obviously really want it see that's that yeah that's exactly what i was saying about like the uh, call contests because you know especially because they usually run those at like really early in the morning you know Mm. yeah so like you have to get up and be listening to the radio and have your phone like your finger on the phone you know like you have to make that effort (laughs) And I just, like, I remember being a little kid and doing those all the, not little kid, but, like, you know, teenager or whatever, and just doing those contests constantly whenever, like, an artist that I liked would be in town. Like, constantly. And it was always caller number nine wins. <laughs> always. When I was ten, I won tickets to see Hanson. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. How that was, was it? my first concert. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. My first, my first concert was a Weezer when I was like a little kid. I must have been like oh seven God. or eight, and I was—I just—I all I remember, and I still swear I remember it. I was standing on a chair, screaming at the top of my lungs, "If you want to destroy my sweater," like, <laughs> <laughs> you know the sweater song. Yeah. Oh, maybe you know the sweater song. Like that was my first concert ever. I feel like a first concert is like a first date. You're always gonna remember it. I know. So anyway, some interesting discussion points hopefully and food for thought about these contests um let us know what you guys think and if you had any experiences in any of these contests we'd love to hear from you yeah definitely contact us we want to know your stories we perhaps might do a follow-up on them or if you've seen any way cooler more legit contests that you think are a really good idea we'd love to hear about that too yeah definitely and not just for taylor but if you just see a way that the contest is run that you think worked out really well Share it. Sharing is caring. So, right. now that we've uh, ranted about voting for a little while, <laughs> let's move on to something a little more touchy-feely again and talk about the, the, this week's Taylor quote. The quote is, I hate it when something turns out to be different than what you first thought. I mostly hate it when it happens with people. Obviously, Taylor Swift quote. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who? Clearly. <laughs> um, I picked this quote because i just i i can identify with it a lot and i think a few of us here can yeah Um, you know when you you think that you kind of know somebody and you think that they're like you know maybe like have certain values that you might share with them or something and then you find out they don't it kind of brings across the question of like well then should you even bother with people and i think that like one thing i notice about taylor is that she gets knocked down all the time whether it's by Somebody that she's dating that ended badly with, or a friend like that just seems to be doing something weird, or um, you know, media completely you know trashing on her, and it's just like she gets knocked down so much, and yet she's always not not just not only is she still standing, but she's still moving forward, and I just think that says a lot because I know like I've definitely been in positions where like you know I've been like my feelings have been so hurt by like people that I thought were good people turning out to be not so good people. <laughs> Um, and it's, you know, it's hard to convince yourself to, like, keep going, to, like, keep trying to 
open up to people and stuff when you realize that because it can get really frustrating and it can feel really personal even if it's like not sometimes it feels that way so i just i i don't know i think that she has any she's obviously a very sensitive person but i don't know that she realizes how strong she is too i really agree that's a good point and you know if you sort of look at her over the years you can see that like there have been a select group of people that she's constantly kept in her life and Obviously, she's been lucky enough to find to find the people who are actually what she thought they were and who share her values and who, you know, I think keep her grounded and keep her who she is. I think definitely. And, like, you know, it's like I know for sure that whenever she is, I mean, if you look at her band for, well, that's one great example. I mean, a lot of her band members have been there literally from, like, day one. <laughs> like, Grant and Amos and, you know, like, a lot of them have been there from the very beginning and they're all just tight you know like her band she said it before her band is not her band her band is her family that's why when she won entertainer of the year at cma she had her band come up on stage with her i mean just in general it's hard to find people that you trust that you know will always have your back and when you do i think yeah you should definitely hold on to it i think what i've learned is that you are never going to be 100 percent safe with people when you open up and let somebody into your life, there's always going to be that possibility they're not going to be the person you thought they were. However, like, it's really important to find the people that are because whenever you are in a situation where, you know, you think that somebody is a certain person and they turn out to completely betray you, you can go back to the people that you know are there and you can just be like, I don't know, like, you know, they can help you through it because that's, they're always there and that's the point, you know, and vice versa. I mean, the best friends that I have probably have seen the best of me and the worst of me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And those are the people that are worth sticking around. It's people that people that know pretty much everything that they can know about you and have never thrown it in your face, I guess that's the best way to put it. And those are the people that like whenever you are in a situation where somebody disappoints you or betrays you or whatever, like those are the people that you can go to. Because I know like it's sometimes I it's sometimes I think hard to be in a position where you know, you're hurt so much that you get to a point where you're just like, I'm done. I, I want to be done. I don't. I want to forget about it. I just, screw it. I don't want to, you know, hang around with people anymore. Like, I think we've all been, in, you know, having those frustrating days before. But, like, I think that I'd rather be hurt, you know, every once in a while and have, like, people in my life to go to than just be lonely. Definitely. I just think, like, looking at the way that Taylor lives her life, I think that she's, like, a really good example of that. I think at the same time, though, too. Um, like we have, like, if, if you have these, uh, kinds of people in your life who, um, I guess, well, in Taylor's case, you know, they turn out completely different and then something kind of, you know, crashes and burns, um, in her case, like, uh, extreme heartbreak or something like that. It does kind of give us a, a pretty good song on, on the next album. Uh, I think all too well <laughs> turned out pretty well, I, I must that say. That's true. <laughs> so. It's like, I really feel bad that she went through that, but the exactly, song is amazing. Yeah. It's bittersweet. <laughs> Yeah. On a personal level, it is frustrating, though. Definitely. I think one more important thing to remember is, like... And I think another thing that, you know, I love about Taylor that I know critics and have actually ridiculed her for, which I think is, like, crazy, because I think it's kind of an amazing trait, is, like, she knows when to cut someone out of her life. She knows when to say, um, you screwed me over, goodbye. And I think that's really important to remember, too, is that, like, you have, I think people should definitely have enough self-respect to know when to not let somebody come back. That's a good trait to have. It is. And, like, I mean, I've actually, like, I'm really kind of, like, I'm the kind of person, I think I have that in common with Taylor, where when someone really does a number on me, I literally just cut them out of my life completely. Because to me, like, I don't want anybody in my life that isn't positive. And, I mean, you only live once, so why would you want to surround yourself with somebody that you can't trust? Well, that's the issue that I have with when she gets criticized for having dated a lot of people, even though I don't consider it to be a lot. Isn't it better to realize when it's not going to work out with someone and cut your losses and try and find someone better than to waste too, way too much time with the wrong person? Absolutely. People don't really realize that, I guess. I mean... That's an ex- excellent point. Like, if you stay with somebody just because you feel like, you know you jump around dating too much like that's not going to make it work out any better it's really like an unfair double standard they kind of put on her yeah it definitely is yeah i mean i just know that like if you are 
I mean, I've seen this happen to a lot of friends where like I, you know, meet them and they're really nice people, but then they get caught up in these unhealthy relationships and it's constant back and forth and they become completely different people. You know, when they, it's like somebody that, you know, like, ha you know, like you meet somebody, right. And you become friends with them and they're like, you know, they're smart, they're intelligent, they, you know, have self-respect. And then they start dating somebody and they get into like a, an unhealthy relationship where it's like somebody's cheating or somebody's doing this and it's this constant back and forth thing and suddenly they they're not even recognizable as a friend like they become completely different people and i think that's another thing that i love about taylor is no matter how many times that she has been hurt and she has you know had relationships not work out she has always stayed who she is and that's a statement that she's actually made she's like i never want to like change the fundamentals of who i am and through everything that she's been through and I mean, we've heard all of her pain you know we've heard her songs you know like, we know she's, you know, really been cut, and yet she has never gotten into that situation where you were talking about, Ashley, where, you know, she she's never gotten herself into a situation where she's constantly been back and forth with somebody to a point where she loses herself in it. Like, she knows where to finally draw the line and say goodbye, and she's, she's you know, also made the statement, she's like, I, like, when she was talking about, you know, years ago, when she was talking about um, her breakup with Joe Jonas, you know, she's like, yeah, I did cut him out of my life because... I, I had nothing else to say to him. He didn't want to be with me. And, you know, like, I, there was nothing else to say. And I think that, like, a lot of people gave her crap for that. But I'm like, you know, good for you. Because, like, it's not, you're never going to heal and move on if you are continually, like, going back and forth with him. Or with anybody. Like, I just, I don't know. I think the way she handles things that a lot of people ridicule her for, I actually, they're the very reasons that I have so much respect for her. It's kind of a learning experience that she goes through, too. That any of us would go through. I mean, with the, especially though Taylor, with the amount of, um, uh, I guess, heartbreaks that she goes through or something like that, it really kind of ends up, um, you know, you grow from it, you learn from it. It's It, it really ends up uh, kind of panning out in the end, so. We love Taylor exactly how she is. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> 100%. She doesn't need to change a single thing about herself, in my opinion. Well, should we talk about some fan stuff now? I think so. Definitely. Woohoo! Yay! So we want to bring up some of the fan projects that we introduced last week, because they're really, really cool projects, actually. I think they're really cool, at least. You guys agree? Definitely. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why don't you kick us off? Sure, yeah, definitely. Uh, our first one um, is the State of Grace show, and there's a fan on Taylor Connect who's orga organizing auditions for um, a Taylor Swift-inspired musical that she's writing called State of Grace. And um, she's in kind of like the early planning stages right now, but she's uh, looking for anyone asking any fans out there who enjoy singing um, and who would want to take part in it um, to uh, email her a sample of their singing. Um, now, you can send either like a YouTube link, SoundCloud, like Wave, MP3, anything really that you have uh, of you singing. And or if you just have like any other skills that maybe you feel uh, could be useful for um, the musical. So. Um, if you're interested in this, you can email her at stateofgraceshow at hotmail.com. I think that is so cool. That is very I'm cool. I'm really excited to see how this turns out. I hope it does, yeah. I don't know exactly how she's putting it together, but I think it would be a really, really cool, like, audio podcast file. I mean, I, I mean, I, I would imagine it would kind of have to be audio, because I can't imagine, like, you would find people that all could actually physically get together and do it, you know? Like, in, in person, but you could definitely do it, you know, over Skype and, like, you know find cool ways to record an audio version of it, which, like I said, I'm not exactly sure how she's putting it together. I'm not, like, I don't know if she's figured everything out yet, but I think this is a really, really awesome idea, and I will be very excited to see however she does put it together. And I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sing in it. You should submit. It's fun. I should. I might do that, actually. Our next project is the Tay Tay Times, which is a Taylor Connect magazine that a fan is starting. Basically, um, a bunch of different writers are going to work on this and do some interviews, some song reviews, red tour updates, and other types of articles. And they're looking for a whole bunch of different people who want to get involved. They're going to have advice columns, um, reports on Taylor events, and things like that. And you can also submit songs and graphics and short stories that you'd like to get featured. So if you would... If you want to submit anything for that, you can contact the editor at Taytay underscore news13 on Twitter or News 13 at yahoo.com and um, let her know that you want to be involved and you can definitely help out with that. 
that, that sounds like it's going to be really awesome, too. That's really cool. The next project is the Love, Love, Love teapot. I think that's so cute. I love it. <laughs> um, it's a project that Finn is creating uh, that's inspired by, you know, Taylor's little slogan where she goes, love, love, love. Background on that is that she's like, I have personally seen and experienced a vast amount of Swifties in the world, and I know that Taylor has impacted us and changed our lives forever. Truth, truth. <laughs> I also know that a lot of us have stories to tell and things that we like to say to Taylor things and things that we want to give her. So basically what she's doing is that she's assembling a team where she can, you know, kind of gather a bunch of different, like, small gifts and letters and stuff from fans, and she's going to put them all in this giant cat teapot. And uh, she's going to the Tacoma show, so she's going to get it to Taylor at the Tacoma show. So um, if you want to basically, like, send her something for the teapot, uh, you can contact her at Just Stay Beautiful on Taylor Connect. So the next project is the Swifty Baking Book. And uh, a fan is making a baking book inspired by Taylor Swift songs, and they need everybody's help. So um, basically what she's looking for, uh, she's looking for cake recipes, cookie recipes, cupcake recipes, brownie recipes, basically any kind of recipe uh, that you can think of, um, but based on like Taylor songs. So um, she says, like, for example, uh, like a peppermint back to December cupcake. So, um, so which, cute. That is actually, yeah. <laughs> If you do want to submit for that Swifty Baking book, uh, you can contact her at hoangchristy at gmail.com. That's H-O-A-N-G dot K-R-I-S-T-I-E at gmail.com. So submit your recipe, your name, uh, maybe a short message, um, and give a cool picture of, of what it's supposed to look like. So uh, it's on a first-come, first-served basis, um, and there are a limited number of spaces. So if you have something really cool to submit, definitely go for it. So. It could turn out really cool. It's cute. And now for our Taylor Dictionary Word of the Week. This one was submitted by 13 underscore Courtney underscore 13 on Taylor Connect. And her word is TLC, a.k.a. Taylor Love and Care. How cute. That's cute. Just need a little TLC. I'm having a bad day. Yep. (laughs) Just need to listen to some Taylor music and stuff. You know, a little TLC. That's cute. I like it. I like it. And just remember, to you guys, if you want to submit anything to any of our mini-segments, whether it be like Taylor Dictionary, a Taylor quote for us to read, um, Swifty Bucket List, Swifty Problems, it feels like, feel like the perfect night. If you have like something that you want to say about any of our discussion topics, if you have, want to contact us for any reason whatsoever, there's lots of ways that you can do it. Um, you can contact us directly in the contact form through our website at swiftcast13.com. Uh, you can tweet us at swiftcast13.com. You can get a hold of us on Facebook at SwiftCast13. You can tailor connect us at SwiftCast13. You can put something in our Tumblr ask at SwiftCast13.tumblr.com, and then to ask anything, it's just slash ask. Uh, you can get a hold of us by commenting on our WordPress at SwiftCast13.wordpress.com. You can email us at SwiftCast13.com. And very lastly, you can go visit our store at CafePress.com slash swift cast stuff mix it up for you there so you thought i was gonna say subcast 13 didn't you <laughs> plot twist <laughs> plot twist we're just we're, we're just seeing if you're paying attention <laughs> keeping you on your toes well uh and lastly we just want to mention to you guys a few of our giveaways all right now be sure to follow us on twitter um because every month during the week of the 13th um we do have a giveaway so um if you're following us on twitter um yeah, keep an eye out because we will be having our next giveaway actually pretty soon. So um, we also do like random trivia games on Twitter where we play for prizes. So you can follow us at SwiftCast13, as Bell said. And we have Yay. our iTunes giveaway, which has been going on for a while now. All you have to do to qualify is to rate us five stars on iTunes and leave us a review. And that's super helpful because it helps other fans find us easier when they're searching for Taylor-related stuff on iTunes. So once we get 50 reviews, we're going to draw a winner randomly, and they'll get a pack of red guitar picks and a red sticker. And we're already up to, I think, about 40 reviews right now. So definitely get yours in before this contest closes. For sure. Yeah, like Ashley said, it's just really helpful for us. Plus, it's another way that you can let us know like, if you like the show. Another contact way. Go for it. <laughs> um, also... <laughs> And if you want to keep in contact with us on Facebook, you should definitely like our Facebook at facebook.com slash swiftcast13. And um, there's always going to be future contests on there, too. I think Haley's actually working on, like, an original piece of jewelry, Taylor-related, 
for another Facebook contest. So uh, that's a great way to just kind of, you know, keep tabs on us. And, you know, we usually post that like when we have a new episode out and, you know, stuff like that on our Facebook. So you should like us to uh, get reminded of that stuff. Well, I've had fun today. Me too. That was a fun episode. I know there's only three of us, but I think we were still entertaining. (laughs) We are. I hope you all agree. And I'm sorry that I didn't get around to my hashtag Bella's Baffled today, but I think Bella's opinionated. (laughs) 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 It's running a close second. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, thank you for sticking with us for episode 16. This has been Belle. Ashley. And Nate. We will see you guys next week for 17. Love, love, love. Peace out, Swift Scouts. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.